Every day I spend my time Drinking wine, feeling fine Waiting here to find the sign That I can understand Yes I am So every day I spend my time Drinking wine, feeling fine Waiting here to find the sign But welcome to Bourbon and Bud MMA, motherfuckers. <laughs> Today's going to be a great show, man. We're going to talk about last week's banger of fights. You know, shout out Gilbert Burns for the win. That dude did amazing, spectacular, retired that bum. Nah, I'm just kidding. He ain't a bum. I love that guy. I'm just talking shit because Gilbert won. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel bad already. But anyways, <laughs> we're going to be talking about these KC fights that are coming up this weekend. My boy Knuckles. Right yes, here is sir. actually going to be at those fights, man. Uh, hey, hopefully, hopefully he can meet up with the steamroller. Steamroller, if you're watching, come on, my boy. Why are you teasing up on the show? You know you want to, my boy. You know you yes, want sir. to. Steamroller! You're going to have a good show today, man. Y'all enjoy this. Yeah, appreciate y'all hopping in, uh, as always. Uh, if you like the show, uh, like, subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, a review is helpful as well. I mean, even just a view is uh, is incredibly helpful. So I appreciate that. And uh, cheers, fellas. We'll take one real cheers, quick. Are we doing another? Sh- I ain't doing a shot. I'll do it. Listen, I'll take a dab. Cheers. Woo. All right, uh, let's run through the uh, 287 card real quick. Just a couple of fights we'll talk about uh, briefly before we move on. I want to spend most of our time on uh, the Kansas City card, especially since Knuckles is going to be there. Um, but we will talk about 287 real quick and then a little bit of news that's been you know coming up in the sport. Um, so uh, first one I want to talk about, I think all of us want to talk about, is that uh, the feature prelim with Chris Curtis and Kelvin Gastelum. Um, Kelvin Gaslam won a decision. I'm pretty sure it was unanimous. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, 30-27 on one card, 29-28 yeah, yeah, yeah. on the other okay. two. Yeah. <laughs> so Chris won. Um, he's not taking the loss very well, but I mean, it was a close fight in my opinion. Um, if if you don't want to lose close decisions, either finish them or make the decisions more um, more decisive. And then you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to be, you know, on Twitter the next day after your fight. You can be out celebrating because you won. But um, this is what it is. Uh, it was a great fight. I mean, it was a banger. Um, fight of the night, probably. Uh, a bunch of good shots on both sides. Uh, but, yeah, that's all I really have to say about that one, to be honest. Um, Knuckles, what did you think about that? Yes, I mean. Same, same. I mean, yeah, like you said, like if you want to win a decision, like if you're going into the fight, like you, like if it's getting close to the decision, like I mean, even if you're going into a fight thinking that it could end in the decision because, like, maybe you don't have the power to finish the fighter, fucking beat that, beat them down, man. Make it more decisive. Like, go out there, go out on your shield. And that's what the UFC wants, and that's what, like, you know. And that's what wins decisions is is more controversial. Again, you're putting yourself out there. Um, I don't think it was controversial at all. 
I mean, it could have went either way. I'm not going to call it a robbery because it was one of those fights that it could have went one way or the other. And there's a difference between like a robbery where it was clearly one fighter and, uh, and just kind of a toss up. And that was more of a toss up where it could have went either way. Um, I was pretty comfortable with uh, Kelvin. I had it 29, 28 Kelvin, but um, again, I would love to hear other people's side to it. You know, Chris Curtis has been very vocal about it. I'd love to hear his side just to see what he yeah. thinks. Again, it's all about the scoring criteria. Scoring criteria. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I saw the fight two more times after. Um, originally, right off the bat, watching the fight, I had it. I honestly thought it was going to be a split decision. When I saw the 30-27 score, I was like, what the fuck? It couldn't have been 30-27 on either side. Because literally, uh, I mean, the first round was clearly Kelvin, right? The second round, it really could have gone either way. And then also, when that accidental headbutt happened, there was a pivotal, a pivotal change to that round. Because Curtis was actually landing the better shots right before that. And then after that, uh, I mean, that, that dude had to recover. But regardless, that round was close to shit. And I, I feel like that was like a split round. So I had KG winning it. And then after watching it the other two times, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I could also see it going Chris Curtis's way. But there's no like clear winner on either side. I don't care how fucking mad you are. There was no fucking clear winner despite the fucking headbutt. It literally could have went one way or the other. Um, but regardless, it was a fucking banger of a fight. We were spoiled with that fucking banger. I mean, these guys are swinging and banging, bro. We like, God bless them for putting their fucking bodies on the line to entertain us. Sick fucks. For sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For sure. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, no, I agree with both of you guys kind of on that one. So uh, we'll move on to the next one. Um, it was Raul Rosas Jr. Uh, versus uh, Christian Rodriguez. Christian Rodriguez got the uh, the decision. Um, you know, I mean, it's just an 18-year-old kid. Things like that are going to happen. We all kind of uh, gave our takes on how we thought it may be a possibility, um, and it kind of came to fruition. I mean – you know, you can't really spend too much time on it just because he, he's an 18-year-old kid. He talks a lot of shit, and he kind of just got humbled, which is fine. It'll probably be good for him in his career, um, you know, because he he has tasted defeat, and he knows what it feels like. Um, and he's doing a whole lot better than a whole lot of us were doing when we were 18. So, I mean, props to the kid. He's still young. He's got a huge future ahead of him. Um, he just – you know, got humbled a little bit. And that's probably, like I said, a good thing for him. So I don't know. Knuckles, you're rubbing your hands together like you're about to go in. So, I mean, I just want to say one thing. Fraud check. And that's it. That's all I'm going to say. But again, I can't like I can't go too deep on that because he's, he's fucking 18. You know, I want to say fraud check, but at the same time, he's 18. So at 18, I was probably smoking a whole lot of weed and drinking a whole lot of beer. So, you know, I can't say much. Good for the dude. Um, he still got paid, and he's still got a future. He's still got a contract with the UFC at 18 fucking years old. So props to him. 
uh, work on your striking though, dog. That's, that's my big, that's my big takeaway. Work on your striking. That's about it. I wouldn't say it was a fraud check because he was winning that first round. Clearly, clearly was outclassing him the first round. No other way to put it. Now he has zero cardio. His cardio was shit. After that first round, that dude was done. He was done. He couldn't do no striking. He couldn't get out of those fucking submissions. Uh, and because when he was in it, when he was grappling in the first round, when he wasn't tired, he had the back. He, the, the transitions were well. He was rolling well into the other uh, transitions. And people aren't giving him credit for it just because he lost and they wanted to see the 18-year-old lose. No one is saying how we clearly won that first round. Yeah. But no, I thought he did for sure. No, but and I know some people like know it, but no one is talking about or giving him the props just because the 18 year old finally. Uh oh. Oh, we lost him. We lost Alex. That's not good. Ah. Pause. We'll be back oh. soon. Hey. Great. Anyways. Before yeah, I was keep... rudely interrupted by my computer, <laughs> my shit overheated, bro, because I was because I was fucking talking heat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, damn dog, that shit went fucking. Like, yeah. but other than that, that dude has the fucking shittiest cardio, especially for a fucking 18 year old, which kind of blew. Yeah, me. that 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 did that 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 really like I was like, dude, he's 18 gassing like that. So yeah, my counter to the, yeah. Uh, I do think part of it was cardio for sure, like you're saying. Um, I think some of it too, though, is just that he goes so hard from the jump, from the from the from the you know opening round. He goes a hundred miles per hour. I think it's I think more than cardio, it's a fight IQ issue because he is 18 and he's so young and he is so used to being able to finish people in the first round. Um, just by his, you know, overwhelming style that he tried that, but he found a guy that actually belongs in the UFC, not Jay Perrin. Um, he fought a guy that should actually be in the UFC, and he know, he figured out that that's not going to work in the big leagues. You can't just, you know, relentlessly do that and just expect it to work every single time. Um, I don't – I wouldn't call it a fraud check either. It's just an 18-year-old learning stuff because he's 18 and, yep. um, you know. I think that that's pretty much what it comes down to, but um, it was a great, it was a good fight and it was a great showing for Christian Rodriguez. Nonetheless, I know we're talking a lot about Raul Rosas, but don't want to, don't want to take away from the victory of uh, Christian Rodriguez because that motherfucker showed up and he, um, he stood out and I liked that a lot. That was a really good performance by him. Just uh, touching on Christian real quick. Did you see that? I really, really actually. So after, after like cards complete, in my head, I used to do it on Twitter. I don't do it on Twitter. I need to do it on Twitter again. But like in my head, I make matchups for fighters after the after the main card and stuff like that. And for Christian Rodriguez, I thought that this would be a great matchup, and he ended up calling him out. And I thought it was fucking fantastic. Is Cameron Simon? He wants to fight Cameron Simon. Yeah, I think that's a good fight. I'm just that's a real quick, just quick shout out. I just I think that's a that would be a fun one. Um, two fuck cheaters, Simon, bro. Two, two cheaters, two, two cheaters against each other. One guy's a weight cheater, and one one guy is a uh, actual cheater in the fight. What I mean by weight cheaters, Christian Rodriguez, make fucking weight. 
I'm sorry. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I, I can't say much. I'm a fat motherfucker. I can't say much, but like, you're going to be a professional fighter. Make some weight, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, but I would root for, I would root for, I would root for Rodriguez in that fight for real. Mm, yeah, no doubt. Me too. Um, the next one was a good one. Um, it was uh, Kevin Holland versus Santiago uh, Ponzinibbio. Um, I said his name a whole lot better this podcast than last. You got time. it, man. That's um, you're right. You got it on the money, dude. Yeah. You really were uh-huh. researching. Yeah. Uh, so Kevin Holland won by a third round knockout. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was a pretty close fight up until that point. Yeah. I um, it was pretty close. It was a good performance by Kevin Holland. It is awesome to see him go back in the win column. Um, I wish that he cared more about championship aspirations and, you know, cared more about winning than just putting on a show because I like to see him win and I get really bummed out when he loses. But i uh, love to see him get the dub, man. It made me happy. It made me happy for him. I know he's, like, got um, other shit in the news with that whole thing that happened with that fan or whatever, but – um, who cares about that? He's a winner, and I'm glad he got that win. But Knuckles, I don't know. So he was – some fan wanted to come up and take a picture with him. There's video of it. And uh, the guy – they pose for the picture, and then Kevin just looks at him, and he, like – not – he just, like, tells him tells him and all his friends to go away randomly. There's rumors that uh, the guy, like, either grabbed his ass or tried to stick his finger up his butthole. Um like, just as a fucking joke or something, which would be really weird and uh, definitely a reasonable response for Kevin Holland uh, to be like that. But he – he, Kevin Holland acted, like, really, like, weird about it. So there's no way he just did that for no reason. Like, he yeah. posed for a picture, and he was like, hey, no, y'all get out of here. Y'all get out of here, like, out of nowhere. He was like, y'all go on. Just fuck off. Fuck off. Like, cussing them out. So something happened. There's something that happened for sure. Yeah. I think they were fucking – something. Yeah, they were fucking yeah. around. But yeah. – um, yeah, to touch on the fight. Uh, yeah, it was a good fight. It was it was fun. It was a fun little fight. Uh, Ponzinibbio, you know, uh, he's a little bit past his due date, but again, at the same time, like he showed that he still has some, uh, he has he still has some coal in the fire, which is pretty cool to see. Again, I thought he was way past his due date, but you know, he he, he didn't look terrible. Um, but I will say, I think we got one of the most iconic MMA photos that we'll probably get in a long time, uh, which is. Ponzinibbio face planning and Holland standing there. And in the background, you see Donald Trump, Kid Rock, or you see Dana White, Donald Trump, Kid Rock, and Mike Tyson. And that's, I think that picture will probably, it's not going to go like down as like the greatest photo of all time. But when you go into like the annals of like MMA pictures, that's probably going to be up there because like, I mean, you know, say what you want about, Donald Trump, say what you want about Kid Rock, say what you want about Mike Tyson. They're still polarizing figures in society. So that picture is going to go down as like, a, it's fucking badass. I don't care what you say. Like, I'm not even a fan. You know, I'm not even a fan of a couple of those guys. I haven't I even say seen anything. it. But, dude, yeah. Matt, Alex, I'm going to send it in the fucking thing. But I'll try to find it real quick. Y'all keep, y'all keep talking. I'm going to try to find it. Yeah, but yeah, it's, dude, Alex, I'll let you cook on it. But that, dude, it was fucking awesome. Oh, man, that Ponzi and Holland fight, yeah, I had a fucking, for one, again, it was awesome to see Kevin back in the win column. He looked good out there, man. He was very long, and he's very good at using his uh, his length and, like, striking, you know, using his reach. 
and he has good striking, man. He's very fucking accurate. He he finds his target every time. Um, I would like to see him like use kicks more, just because I know he can fucking kick and he doesn't do it enough. And he needs to get a lot better at like checking his kicks because he's so he he likes like taking some damage for some reason when he can clearly check the kicks because when he checks them like he'll call it out. Um, but he's classic Harlan, man. Like he was making me laugh. That boy was knocking him down from the most unorthodox positions. I don't know how. Like, one, how do you knock knock out Jacare Souza off your fucking back like that? And then two, how do you drop Ponzi off Allen's on one leg with the fucking like hammer fist? I mean, this is reach, man. These long motherfuckers, their hands fucking snap. I'm gonna share it real quick. I found it. I found it. Yeah. I just sent also Alex if you want to say, but I sent it to the the group text, but Here's here's it here it is. So, oh shit! And I, I I actually never noticed them in the background. That's funny as shit, dude. It's so sick. You like you see Kid Rock. He's like, oh, he's like, what the f-? Mike and then Tyson Donald looks Trump, fucking stoned. <laughs> Donald Trump's just like, yep, yep, yes. He knocked him out. I can't I can't do Donald Trump, but dude, I was. Yeah, next one on that card was uh, Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez. Um, it was a fucking scrap while it lasted. It didn't last very long, but, man, it was a fight. Beef. Man, it was a fight until it ended. Um, you know, all, all props to Rob Font. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. He stuck those straights out there. Uh, that jab and cross combo of, of his is just absolutely disgusting. Uh, I think he ended up finally putting him out with a – it was like a weird – like up, it was an uppercut hook almost. It was weird. It was – because he kind of hooked it, but it was an uppercut like from the start that turned into a hook a little bit. It was almost like a weird yeah, he unorthodox was balanced, overhand. He yeah, he so clean. Yeah. Um, it was uh, a great knockout for him, uh, a great win for him at this point in his career. He kind of – he really needed that, and I think he needed it more than Adrian Yanez did. Um, I hate it because I love Adrian Yanez, man. I picked him to win, and it's not even that I don't like Rob Font. I love Rob Font, but I love Adrian Yanez. So I really wanted him to win. I thought he would. It sucks that he didn't, but, again, it's good. It's a good teachable moment for a young fighter. He just needs to work on his, uh, you know, striking defense a little bit because he's got – Hands that are very nasty. He's very accurate. Um, and when he lands, it's lights out nine times out of ten, especially with his big shots. But the defense, he just gets hit too much. He gets hit a little bit too much right now. And if you're going to go in there against a guy like Rob Font, uh, when you're getting hit too much and you're not going to you're not going to work on that defensive uh, defensive striking, you're gonna you're gonna get caught you're too many times, and you're just going to eventually get caught with that one that's going to put you down and uh, injured night, but great, you know, great fight. Like, like I said, by both of them while it lasted, I uh, can't wait to see what's next for both of them. I don't know, but Knuckles, what do you got? I mean, Font has probably the best jab in the game. Like every, every, every strike that made a difference in that fight was a jab. Um, and it was for like for different particular reasons, like disrupting the rhythm. Like he, he would throw a jab whenever Giannis was getting into his, into it his rhythm he would, he threw a jab and it disrupted the rhythm uh he threw a jab to touch like the the initial shot that hurt him was a fucking jab i mean like every jab that rob font threw 
had a different purpose. And that's the thing is like, everybody can look at a jab and say, it's like a one dimensional strike. Every, like all the jabs that Rob fought through had different meanings between disrupting rhythm, hurting him, um, setting up a straight. I'm every, and that's what, that is what is so beautiful about his jabs is like anybody else can throw a jab, but when Rob font throws a jab, it has fucking meaning. I mean, and you could even look back at the Jose Aldo and, and Cheeto verifies those jabs had meanings. And like, I mean, he outstruck both Jose and Cheeto by a large fucking margin. So Rob font is still very much a player in this 135 pound division, especially if you can find that difference maker in his game, which I think he kind of found in this fight. And again, uh, Yanez still has so much to grow, and I I believe that give him a couple years, he's gonna be like top ten, top five, probably like get a couple years, you know. So like no no discredit to him, he's one of my favorite fighters. He's actually probably like in my top ten favorite fighters. He's fucking phenomenal. But everything that Rob fought through, you know, um, the last strike that he threw, like one of the last strikes that he threw, set up that thing. So when he threw the jab. Uh, it slightly missed, and Yanez kind of like dipped it. And when it missed, he hooked. If you watch, he hooked his fucking head and clinched. Rob Font did like it was a it was a small it was a small clinch, and he threw that right from under that ended up turning into a hook. Caught him, fucking knocked him off balance, and it was that a hook, a fucking or a jab set that up. It, it's just it's so beautiful to watch him fight. I watch a fantastic striker. Um, I always talked about. Yanez is striking his boxing, but Rob yeah. Font, man, fucking kudos. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all I gotta say. Rob Font, mm-hmm. I'd love to see what he's got next. Yeah, before we go to uh, Alex, I just want to ask Knuckles just one question: Who the fuck is Yanez? That's, that's, how, you that's how you say his real name. That's how you say really? Yanez. Okay, yeah. shit. Just yeah, fuck me. Uh, if you watch, if you I watched, so I always said Yanez. But uh, Luke Thomas corrected me wow. this week. I was watch. I was watching Luke Thomas's shit this week, and it's Yanez. That's a that's pronounced uh, correct pronunciation, and it's really hard for me to shift okay. to it. But do yeah. they say Yanez on the broadcast though? Don't they? Yeah, they say Yanez. Yeah. Okay, but if, that, if, so if, I'm if, not that fucking stupid. Sorry, I just no, you're I'm, no, you're no. If you're yeah, that's what John. That's what sorry, John. Adrian. You're good. You're good, man. Sorry, Adrian. Uh, it's all good. But regardless, it was a fucking. Banger of a fight while it fucking lasted. High level striking from both guys. Honestly, in the fucking beginning, Adrian was landing the fucking bigger and better shots until he got overzealous. And then that motherfucker, as soon as he got overzealous, bro, that dude was just leaving wide open. He's like fucking Ryan Garcia out there. I mean, literally, it it was so sad seeing him get knocked out like that, man. Because I was like, uh, I was going for Yanyans in this fight as well. But you can't get overzealous like that with a guy like Rob Font. You got to stick to your fucking game plan. And, you know, I think this kind of setback right here is actually going to be a huge thing in his career because he's so fucking young. He's only 27. So he's going to come back very, very, very fucking good. Um, I believe he's going to come back a lot more technical, work on his uh, striking defense, like you said, Max. And I can't wait to see who Adrian Yanez fights next. Hopefully not Umar, because I don't like that fight for him at all. At all. <laughs> but regardless, it was a great fight. Um, I feel I feel like they might end up like feeding Rob Font to Marab, dude. I think they're working on I him. think 
Marab and Umar for this summer. And I think I think uh, I thought that was through because of his hand injury. That was that was when it was going to be in May. I think they're just pushing it back. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty positive they're still working on that for like July or something. I've also heard that they're like they're interested in Yawn and Font. So oh, oof, oof, oof. that's that's a that's a tough one for both of them because I mean again like Yon's Yon's not looked great, but Font at the same time. I think it's gonna mm. be a lot like the Aldo fight. It's gonna be a lot of like it's gonna be pretty similar. Aldo or or Cheeto, it's gonna be a lot, it's gonna be similar. He's Font's probably gonna put on volume, but Yon is just probably a superior striker. Again, Font looked pretty fucking good in this last fight. Like he got tagged, his eye was fucked up. But yeah, um, for sure. Uh, yeah, I could see that being a being a banger between Yon and uh, Yon and Font. So I, I would not that. be upset for that. That would be yeah. cool. Um, that would be a good one to see. Um, you know, beyond that card, we had let's see. The next fight was um, Gil Burns and Jorge Masvidal. Um, I kind of touched on this a little bit. I thought, um, you know, Gilbert looked good. He looked great. Uh, he looked he looked like he did against Neil Magny. Um, but – and I don't want to take away anything from Gilbert Burns because he did look really good. Uh, Gilbert Burns looked really good in this fight. But I, I tweeted this out during the fight. Jorge Masvidal was fighting like a dude that was about to retire. I think he was – I genuinely think he was just there for the paycheck. Um I'm not saying he's hurting for money because he's not. I mean, the guy's always been a draw. He's made his money in the UFC and, and elsewhere. But that fucking mansion that he's got. Yeah. Jorge was fighting like a guy that was about to retire. His head wasn't fully in it. And you could tell that from the from the start, from from 459 in the first round. You could tell that. Uh, just he was slower. Um, he couldn't do things quite the way he used to do. Um, as far as takedown defense, even striking, um, it just, uh, I'm not even a big Jorge fan, but you know, um, the dude had a great career and it's cool to see him, uh, go out. It's still a top 10 or top 15 anyways, top 15 welterweight, um, and props to Gil. That was a great win. Uh, I'm happy for him because I love that dude. Um. And, yeah, I don't know. Other than that, like I said, Jorge just didn't look like he wanted to be there. And he came out and said afterwards that he knew he was going to retire whether he won or not. And when you go into a fight, I said this before the card, um, on the podcast and on on Twitter spaces, if you go into a fight knowing you're going to retire, either way it goes, I would say – we don't obviously know because they're not all going to tell us that. I would say probably 90%, not 90, maybe like 75% of the time they probably lose, I would say. But uh, I don't know. Knuckles, what do you have on Um, You know, I just want to say, uh, Gilbert, I respect you saying that you're not going to fight unless it's a title fight next and you want to be back up. But respectfully, you should have called out Bilal and taken that fight because I'm sorry, homie but you probably just won the Shavkat sweepstakes. And I am sorry, but 
that's not a sweepstakes you want to win because Bilal has been doing the right things on on MM or on uh, media and everything else like that. And honestly, Bilal is probably going to get the next title shot, unfortunately, because he has been saying the right things. He's gotten a lot of buzz lately for that. So I'm sorry, Gilbert, but you're either going to get released like you requested because I could see them doing that because Dana is very vindictive lately and not giving a fuck about anybody. But I I don't know for sure. You're on kind of on the back half. You're on the you're on the back nine of your career because uh, you're 36. Um, so you might have won the Shavkat sweepstakes. Anyway, aside from that, good fight. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out before Jorge Masvidal. Um, regardless of what you think of him, you know, yeah, he can be kind of this, that, whatever. But the dude went from fighting some dude named fucking Ray in somebody's backyard in Miami to fucking you know uh fighting in bellator he fought at the first bellator card got submitted nasty fucking inverted triangle one of the first inverted triangles that i've ever fucking seen in my life i don't i'm an old head so i see that shit like i that's it, that shit was nasty i can only remember the fighter that he fought but i remember his nasty dude that shit looked like his head was gonna pop off um that to going to to like going six years uh, where he didn't have a fucking finish six years with no finish and six of the he had 13 fights six of them were decisions or six of them were split decisions um insane that and then going to fucking knocking out darren till three piece in a soda on leon edwards knocking out fucking ben askren flying the nate diaz bmf championship you know to fucking fighting your rival colby fighting Kamaru Usman twice for the title when nobody thought you would ever do that in your career. Shout out Jorge Masvidal, man. Fucking props, dog. Like, I I wish I can do a fraction of what you do in your career. You went from literally nothing, fighting in the backyard, to having a fucking mansion. Props, dog. Props. Yeah, bro. Alex shout out Jorge. Because seeing his career, it, it, you know, it makes you sad at the end of the day. But shout out Gilbert for fucking showing out, having a fucking great performance out there. And then and then also to touch on the on his next fights, they're not gonna give that boy to Shavkat, bro. They're fighting in the same camp. They're both getting trained by Henry Hooft right now. That fight's not happening. But I could see him fight Bilal, regardless if he didn't call him out or not. Because Bilal has actually Gilbert has called out Bilal, bro. I hope he. I hope that fight. That's the fight. No, I'm he's gonna. called him out multiple times actually, and Bilal turned them down. Bilal makes these weird ass fucking stories. That motherfucker <laughs> Gilbert has called out everybody, everybody, bro. Trust me. Like one, uh, everyone knows that the winner of that fight, Gilbert or Masvidal, was eventually going to fight the next title contender for. Who uh the next champion? Yeah, Leon, Leon, Leon and Colby. Colby. Yeah, yeah. I think honestly, can I like not trying to interrupt you? I think if I think if Jorge won that, he would have jumped the line. I think he would have got the shot. I don't give a fuck what Dana says. I think if Jorge had done definitively, Jorge beat, said though that if he won the fight, he still would retire. Obviously, I think I know, but I think he would have took the Leon. I think he would have took the Leon fight. But anyway, go ahead, uh, Alex. Sorry. No, no, no. Um, you're good. Sorry, my dad just texted me. 
fucking. But anyways, I they'll probably give him if they don't give him the title fight after the Leon and Colby fight, they're gonna give that. But they're gonna make that Bilal and Gilbert fight for the title contending shot. And then I don't know who they're gonna give to Shafka. Who else is in the top five? Uh, Wonderful. Kamaru. But the thing is, aren't they also training in the same I'm, camp right now as well? Hold on, they I'm really pretty sure they're, to... they, they've already said that they're like working on the law versus shop kind of thing. I thought yeah, they I thought I read I've that heard, too. Also, been the, the, we're, all, we're all hearing different things because I've also heard that they're wanting to do uh, Kamaru versus Bilal. Like I, I do. Uh, that's the thing. I don't think that would happen because they're both. Uh, maybe because of where they are in the division, they're right, both right. represented by Ali, and they're tight. They're pretty close. They're they're really. That's, good that's the thing. That's the thing too. It all like it depends on the sort. Like, I think we all like again. We all check like different sources. We all listen to different things. So like you, you might yeah. like. I'm listening to like all I listen to is in. Man, I just don't see them fighting. I just don't see him fighting. Um, I think I think I think well, it's if, gonna. Be if you watch it historically too, like. Muslims, they do, but they have, they don't fight each other all that often. Yeah, um, you're right. Yeah, and Kamaru is, he's like not very well known as a Muslim, but he is a Muslim, and then yeah. um, so is uh, you know Bilal, and they're Bilal, both yeah. represented by Ali Abdelaziz. So I don't know if that fight happens, but I have heard or I've seen on multiple you know reports um, that they're already working on uh, Bilal versus Shavkat this summer. And obviously, you know, take it with a grain of salt. It's just I'm reports. with it. I'm with it. I've seen, like, multiple reports from, like, reputable sources. I can't remember exactly who. I just want to see Bilal they, lose. I want to say Marcel uh, Dioff or whatever his name is. Yeah, Dorf, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dorf or whatever. I'm pretty sure he reported it at some point um, that they were working on that. And he's usually pretty pretty reliable. So, oh, he's, um, yeah, him or Alex Buchanan, yeah. They're... So that... That's really the fight. That's the fight to make, I think. Um, last one we got to talk about on the card is Izzy versus Alex Pereira, too, of course. Um, that was a fun one. I mean, part of my prediction came right. I picked Alex, but that obviously didn't come out right. Um, but I did say that he would change his game plan and he would have been more comfortable and he would come forward more. He didn't so much in the first round. The first round was more of a fill out process but the second round he landed a lot of nasty leg kicks that uh i guess he thought did some damage enough to where he could he could pressure izzy and he did he put him up against the fence and he looked really good i was honestly like oh my god alex is about to do it again i was that was that was a thought going through my head um when he landed that body shot that body counter hook um that knee to the head he was throwing to the to the head too um I was like, he's about to finish him again. But he just let all defense go out the window. And out, or uh, Izzy was backed up in a spot uh, to where he kind of just subconsciously probably just let out something that was like, I'm not losing to this motherfucker again. And he um, countered those strikes in a way that I don't know that I've ever seen before. I mean, that straight left was absolutely sickening. And that that counter uh, right hook right after that left was just fucking filthy. And then after he saw that that rocked him, he just threw the same strike again because he knew it would land. 
and uh, knocked him down, and then you do the hammer fist and knocked his ass out cold. Um, I've always been an Izzy hater. I probably always will be, but even me, I can't deny that kind of win. That was amazing. That was that was fucking beautiful. And the way he handled it after it was nice. I did the thing with Alex's kids, but, you know, his kid fucking uh, did that to him too. So fuck them kids. Um, fuck them kids. It is... It is what it is. I don't like Izzy. I still don't. I never will. But I have to hold my hat off to him, and I have to admit that I was happy for him to to win that fight the way he did. I would have been, you know, super just, like, bombed out if he won, like, a boring-ass decision. Um, But he fucking tagged his ass, and he knocked him out cold. And I've kept my mouth shut ever since because that was awesome to see, and I'm happy for him, and props to that dude. But... Yeah, Michael, what do you got? I am. I'm probably the number one Izzy hater here, honestly. Like, I know, like, I said what I said leading up to the fight, but, like, I'm I'm a Robert Whitaker. Excuse me. Sorry, guys. I'm a Robert Whitaker fan. Um, so, obviously, that inherently makes me, like, not a fan of Israel Adesanya. Um, but what he did in that fight was fucking spectacular. I think he rope doped him. I'm going to be honest. Like, I mean, I think he was tagged a little bit um, because is because it, uh, Alex hit him with a fucking rib roaster to the ribs. I mean, just nailed him. And I watched Izzy, and when that hit, you could see his body shift. Like that hurt him, but he didn't let he didn't relent. And then Alex threw the knee, which it hit. Izzy's arm, but it still like hit hard enough. It hit his head, like it connected enough to make a difference. Because a lot of people don't realize you don't have to land directly on the head. If you land, you land. So like Izzy was in a state where he was reading what was, what was going on. Like he knew what was going on, but also like I know that shit hurt, and he had the wherewithal to throw that overhand right, stun Izzy like he did at the end of the first round in the first fight. And he, like, dude, his fucking decision-making, like, the amount of time that he had to make that decision to throw the second one was literally, like, less than a second. So he hit him, and he reacted with a straight left, which threw Alex's vision off. So he hit him with the right. Alex's Alex dipped, came back. Izzy threw a straight left, which disrupted his path of vision. Right. Again, I'm fucking breaking this down all technical and I'm drunk as shit. So bear with me, guys. Yeah, we're a little bit toasted at this point. But he threw a straight left, which disrupted Alex's path of vision to see what was coming next. If you watch the fight, you'll know what I'm talking about. Or if you even watch replays, he threw that straight left, which disrupted the path of vision. And what comes next? Overhand right puts him out. That is what is so fucking amazing because all that happened the first right, straight left, second right happened in like, Probably altogether in the amount of time, one second. Probably about one second altogether. That is what is so amazing to me. And biggest Robert Whitaker fan in the fucking world. Um, give him the fucking title shot next. I don't give a fuck what anybody else says. But aside from that, I am impressed. Props. And that's all I got to say. Yeah, bro. It was a wild... Wild fight. And you know what's crazy? My stream fucking crashed. 
right before uh. fucking knockout. So right when my stream got back, dog, I saw Alex on the ground. I was like, what the fuck? Your ES, you're now everybody, everybody watching his ESPN Plus stream crashed. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Alex, what was that about my Wi-Fi earlier? Everybody's stream went down, bucko. Mm, that's what <laughs> I was saying. My Wi-Fi stuck, too. Yeah, dog. But, like, I saw Alex on the ground. Fuck you and your dial-up, bitch. And then fucking... Uh... <laughs> but, bro, Alex was looking so good. <laughs> so I thought he was going to actually, like, like just cripple him by just straight leg kicks, and then after seeing like the replay and you know and everything, dog. Yeah, I think he rope. I think he rope with Dopam too. To be honest, like the way he weared out those, the way he weared yeah. out all those hits, and then to land those shots so clean. You know what it reminded me of? Those shots. It reminded me of the four shots that Conor McGregor hit against Eddie Alvarez when he won the title. Literally, I like, thought like uh, I thought of like I'm an old fucking head, but it reminded me of the shit that Ali did against like Frazier, just fucking cornering, straight right, covering up, straight right again, fucking hurting George Fra like uh or uh, George Foreman, like that's old head. I'm by the way, everybody, I'm fucking older than these guys. I'm, I'm old as shit. And I look up. Shut the fuck shit. up. You're literally like 29. Yeah, I'm old as shit. I'm old as shit. Motherfucker acting like he's like 40. I've been watching this shit <laughs> since I was like 10. I've been watching this shit since <laughs> I was like 10, dog. That doesn't make you 40. If I feel 40. I've been watching this shit forever. All right. cool, cool. Yeah. Alex, I agree, dude. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I agree. But right. either way, I'm proud of Izzy. That, yeah, that was a that was cool. Six shit, six shit. Yeah, yeah, it was a wild win. I'm happy for him. No, yeah, I am too for sure. All right, so next thing we're talking about is uh, UFC Kansas City. It's this weekend. Uh, it's gonna be a good ass fucking card. Uh, April eighteenth or April fifteenth. Sorry. Um, the first fight on that card is uh, Jocelyn Edwards versus uh, Lucy Pudilova. Um, it's a it's a intriguing fight. Uh, you've got Jocelyn Edwards, who is three and two in the UFC, but who has lost uh, two in a row. Um, she's twelve and four overall. I mean, she you know in the UFC she's been here to miss, obviously, but um, she is a plus one ten underdog, and she's fighting Lucy Pudilova, who is the minus one forty favorite. She is fourteen and seven overall. Um, she has been in the UFC before, actually. This is her second stint in the UFC. Uh, her first time, she was um, two and five. She got cut, and then since then, she's been five and one on the regional scene. Uh, she did not get any finishes on the regional scene, to be fair, and she had two split decisions since she's been gone. So she hasn't done anything crazy impressive. Since she's been gone, but she has gotten wins. Um, she's one and zero in her second stint in the UFC. I know she finished by like uh, TKO, I believe. She beat um, 
She beat uh, Yan and Wu. Uh, she had her. She had the back mount, and she finished it from there. So I mean, she's not. She's not a bad fighter. Um, Jocelyn Edwards is just too too uh, raw, I guess. So I do pick Lucy Putalova in that one, but I'm not super confident. I probably will stay away from that on the bets, just because Lucy is a minus 140 favorite, and uh, Jocelyn is a plus 110 underdog. Uh, it's it's kind of one that I want to stay away from. But Knuckles, what do you got on that one? Anything? Yeah, uh, Max made a good point. Stay away from bets um, on that fight. I mean, because if you look at it, if you just look at it from a perspective of just looking at what they've done, um, you probably pick Lucy pretty comfortably because of who she's fought. Justine Kish, or Kish, however you say it. Justine Kish, uh, hell, uh, Antonio Shevchenko, which is – you know, and then Arena Adana, Liz Carmouche. She's only lost to like pretty decent competitors. Yeah. Whereas the under the other person, um, what's her name, Max? Fucking uh, Lucy Kudalova? No, Lucy, who she's fighting. Jocelyn Edwards. Oh, Jocelyn Edwards, yes, yeah, sorry. Sorry. Jocelyn hasn't she hasn't fought people. She yeah, doesn't she has, so so it, it's hard it's hard to pick. Um it's one of those toss-ups. I'm going to be there in person. All I'm going to know is that I'm just going to be there drinking some beer during that fight, enjoying it. And I'm probably going to go – I'm going to probably go, go Lucy Pudalova. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably go Lucy Pudalova. Cool, cool. Alex, what I about think, you, brother? I think Jocelyn Edwards is actually going to throw it out a little bit, to be honest, on this one. Not by a lot. I think it's going to be a close-ass fight. But okay. Jocelyn Edwards does have a couple more fights in the UFC. She does have some finishes on her record, some TKOs, some submissions. Um, she likes to go for the finish, but she also has some endurance as well. Um, I think her experience is going to show in this, like her UFC experience. She's fought Yan and Wu as well. And she also gonna, can I, so so. Lucy, this is her second stint in the UFC. She actually has fought in the UFC before. She was she fought seven times in the UFC in her first stint. She was two and five, so they cut her. So she does have technically she does have more UFC experience than Jocelyn Edwards, but she mm. doesn't have as much winning experience, I guess. Uh, well, she does actually. She's won three in U or uh, Jocelyn. Actually, no, they they have equal amount of wins in the UFC, but but. Lucy has fought a total of uh, eight fights in the UFC, and, and Jocelyn has fought five. But recently, you're right. You're recently, you're right. Jocelyn has more recent UFC, uh, you know, history. But I didn't know that. But that's good, too. But regardless, even knowing that because she was, what, two and five? Yep. <laughs> um, and she lost to the other Shevchenko sister, who actually isn't that great. I don't care what anyone says. She's very overrated because of her last name. Um, but I, I just think it's going to be a close fight, but I think Jocelyn Edwards is, is going to edge this one out. But I wouldn't bet on it. That's for damn sure. Yeah. No, I, I don't I don't hate that decision. It took me a long time to come to a, a, a pick on that one. I'll be honest. So I like it. Again, Jocelyn Edwards is plus 110, and Lucy Pudalova is minus 140. Uh, we'll, we'll move on to the next one. 
Um, it is Gaston Bolanos versus Aaron Phillips. Um, so you've got Gaston Bolanos, who is six and three in MMA. Um, he is six and three in MMA, but he's also four and two in Muay Thai. He's two and zero oh in kickboxing uh, on a professional level. He uh, fought every single MMA fight he's fought has been in Bellator, so he's six and three in Bellator. Really, um, all six of his wins come from um, KO or TKO, and all or five of six of them are in the first round. So he's five or five out of his six round or five out of six fights are finished in the first round. Uh, he's a fucking killer. The guy is just um, – he's got a hes got a heat-seeking missile in his hand and his foot. So uh, you got that going for him. He's fighting Aaron Phillips, who is 12-4 and four. Uh, overall. He has been in the UFC before. He was 0-2 in his first stint in the UFC, and he's 0-1 in the current stint. He lost to Jack Shore in his most recent fight. So, like, you know, count that as what you will. Uh, he does have a very padded record from what I could tell. Um, I think this is a layup for uh, Bolanos. I think minus 205 is honestly a a very low uh, betting line for him. I think it should be uh, a little bit more favorable in his direction. But, you know, he's 6-3 and three MMA, 4-2 and two Muay Thai, and... 2-0 kickboxing as a pro. So the dude knows what he's doing. I predict him first-round KO. If there's a lock on my card tonight, it is Gaston Bolanos um, first-round KO. I mean, hammer that wherever the fuck you put your bets. Hammer it. Hammer it, hammer it, hammer it. I don't care what the odds are. I don't care. I don't care if it's minus 115, if it's even odds. I don't care. Hammer a first round KO by Gaston Bolanos, and I can almost guarantee you that'll hit. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell you, but I don't know if you guys have anything to say more on that. What What do you got? Um, I don't agree, like at all. I, I don't agree at all. Um, Damn, okay. Uh, Aaron Phillips' level of competition compared to Bolanos's com- level of competition is not even comparable. Aaron Phillips has fought Jack Shore, um, Chris Gutierrez, who's fighting on this card as well, by the reminder, who's a fucking beast. Um, Cam St- uh, Cecilia, who um, was pretty good back in the day. Again, that's the thing is Aaron Phillips has taken like long bre- long breaks. We have to remember that too. He, he's, he's taken long breaks between fights, so we don't know like you know how good he is. Um, because his last fight was against Jack Short in fucking 2020. Um, so I'm not like I'm not comfortable saying that Bolanos will win. That that's why I can't say that I'll agree that it's a lot. I'm not saying Bolanos will lose. So Aaron Short or Aaron Phillips also fights out of a gym that has no other. Uh, I'm not gonna say professional fighters, but has no other UFC fighters for sure. He fights out of a gym that is a very low key gym and. They don't have Steve Amio does too. Um, but I'm gonna say that. Okay, but uh, he's Steve Amio. <laughs> he's a little different. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, a little fair. different. Fair. But uh actually I but what I was gonna say, actually, Max, what I was gonna go along with was I think Bolano should win because of his recent activity and the fact mm-hmm. that he has stayed active. 
Yeah. Um, I, I'm picking Milano's probably by decision. I'm not going to say first round KO. Um, but the reason I'm not confident is because of the level of competition error. Philip faced Gutierrez, Bobar, yeah. Cecilia, Jack Shore. Fairly decent competition. So I, I'm going to say. Reason, another reason I picked um, Gaston Bolaños. Uh, just based, or for for a first round finish, is because uh, another tidbit: Aaron Phillips has pulled out of his last four fights due to injury. He was scheduled to fight Adrian Yanez, Cameron Else, Chris Moutinho, and Jonathan Martinez, and pulled out of every single one of them due to injury. So I just think that, uh, you know, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna count on that fight being on the card then. I'm going to be there, and I'm not going to count on is that. Is there fight something going on. going on? Is there something going on? I don't know. But, Alex, what do you got to say, bud? Bro, what, I I think this dude, Gaston Bolanos, is going to finish this fight. It's going to be in the first or the second round. <laughs> That's 100%. Dude, this guy, his last three fights, even with these long-ass layoffs, he has lost. And not only that, but the ones where he lost decisively, he lost decisively. There was no contest. The dude was losing all those fights. And then, yeah, he got he fought against Jack Shore, but Jack Shore just mollywopped that boy, and they finished him in the second round. Uh, he's 33. He's coming off of this long layoff. We're going to see how his weight cut goes. It's probably hard for him to get down to this weight right now at 33. It's probably one of the issues on why he fucking pulls out all the damn time. Fucking Bolanos is on a come up right now. He had two losses, but then he has a win right now. Um, he actually avenged that win. He lost by submission to the guy that he beat, and then he finished him, um, which says a lot, right? When you, when when you come back, especially when you're young in his career, I think this dude is going to show out, and he's going to finish in the first or second round. It's going to be a fun fight. I, that's a lock for me, a hundred percent. Damn, maybe I'm. I'm seeing something love that. different. Love that. Let's go. Let's go. Um, the next fight on the card, I was talking about. It was a. Uh, it was Bruno Brazil. Uh, she is eight and two and one total as a pro. She is a minus two hundred five favorite versus Denise Gomez, who is six and two as a pro. She's a plus one fifty underdog. Um, Bruno Brazil. <clears throat> she won on uh, Dana White Contender Series via. Second round head kick. She won in the LFA. Um, she's a well-rounded fighter. She's 0-1 as a pro boxer, which is, you know, take it as you want. I don't care. Um, her only two losses came very early in her career. She's won seven in a row, and she's also a Shuto Brazil uh, veteran. And she's fighting Denise Gomez, who is 6-2, and two, plus 150 underdog. She's 0-1 in the UFC. She lost to Aloma Lakabume. Um, she did win a, a Dana White contender series fight, and she is two and zero in grappling fights. Um, but her come up is uh, a little bit suspect. So I went with uh, Bruna Brazil in this fight. She is a fucking dog, and I could just see her getting it done. I see her uh, maybe finishing her like round late round one or early round two. I would say, in my opinion, I don't know. Knuckles, you have anything on that one? Same. I mean, I don't know enough about her. Um, I don't know enough about that fight, so I'm going to keep it simple. Uh, based off of odds, and I've watched Bruno Brazil, Brazil fight in the Contender Series, I'm going to go with Bruno Brazil. 
just going off based off of what I know. So, yeah. Cool. Alex, what do you got? No, nah, dude, I'm going to go with Bruna. I mean, she has a lot more experience out there anyways. Um, but she looks great, man. She's young. She's hungry. She's very technical. She has good striking. She has a good ground game. And I think she can beat her anyway throughout this fight. And yeah. I, I Honestly, I, I feel like she's a lock in this one as well. She's going to show out, man. I'm excited for her, her fight, honestly. Oh, yeah. I like that. I kind of agree with you. To be honest, so next fight we had is uh, gonna be a fucking banger. It's uh, Lando Venata versus uh, Daniel Zellhuber. Uh, Lando Venata is twelve and six and two in the or twelve and six and two. He's four and six in the UFC. You got him going against Daniel Zellhuber, who is twelve and one as a pro. He is zero and one in the UFC. He did fight a dog. Um, so you got Lando Venata. He's plus 100. Um, he's lost to, He has lost a good fighters in the UFC. He lost to Tony Ferguson and Tony Ferguson prime. Yeah. He lost to Drakkar Close uh, in his prime. Uh, Dia Kizzi, uh Bobby Green, Charles Jordan. Uh, he's not a bad fighter. He really isn't. He, he has been in some wars. Um, but you got him going against Daniel Helzuber. Or Zell Huber, sorry. Um, and that guy is a fucking killer. I like that guy. He is from uh, Mexico. Uh, Mexico. Um, he's a dog. His only loss in the UFC is a Trey Ogden, which is not a bad loss. And he beat Lucas Almeida in his Dana White contender series fight. Um, he's done the things that he needs to do to be in the UFC, and I really do. I, I like him a lot. Um, he's beaten some guys with some good records. Um a guy that he beat in the, in, in in his come up fight. I mean, Lucas Almeida was twelve and zero, but he beat a guy that was twelve and three. Beat a guy that was eight and four. Beat a guy that was four and zero, four and one, six and two, three and one. So he has fought the guys that he needs to fight to get to this level. Um, I really do feel that uh, uh, he's ready for this kind of kind of test uh, in um, Lando Venata, and I do think that Daniel Zellhuber is going to win. I would say by decision, probably. Uh, Knuckles, what do you got? You got anything? <clears throat> Groovy. Lando Venata by finish. Unpredictability. The fact that he's fought who he has fought when he fought them. He's fought some amazing fucking fighters. Um I just, man, I just, I just feel it. I, I don't, I don't know how to put it. Like I'm going into this card again. Like I'm going to the card live, I, and I've looked at this card from like a from a distance, and just like I'm looking at it from a distance. And again, Daniel has fought who he's fought. Uh, Lando's fought who he has fought. This is a fight that I've kind of looked at a little bit closer, but still, like I just, I feel, I feel it for Lando because he's fought great fucking fighters and like. You know, you, you can say, like, oh, how good is Dracar Close? I legitimately think Dracar Close, if he trained and took his shit serious, could be a top contender in this division. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty comfortable in saying that I think I think Lando Venata by finish. I, I'm very comfortable actually saying it. How? TKO, dog. Like, I just think it, it's it's the, it's how? like, okay, like, Yuri, you know, Yuri, you know how Yuri, it's unpredictable? I think it's the same way. And it's the same way that he almost finished Tony. It's it's unpredictability. It's the fact that like it's almost how he's beat 
every single opponent. If you watch any of his fights, Lando is just so fucking crazy and unpredictable. Jakar Close, Mark Jacasey, um, all those fights. He's just so unpredictable with his strikes. I, I'm, I'm predicting it's the Yuri clause. It's the it's yeah. the just it's just the it's the wild. I, th- I think. I'll I think. Be, I think. I think yeah. I thought he beat. I thought he beat Bobby Green. I did watching that fight. Yeah. I thought he yeah. beat him, but he's just he's in my opinion he's another Bobby Green. He's another like. He is the definition of a gatekeeper, and Daniel Zellhuber is a guy that is going to run through a gatekeeper, I feel like. I don't know if – you know, Daniel Zellhuber probably not going to be ever fighting for a belt one day, but he is a dog, and I think he's going to be a guy like Lando Villano. I don't know. But Alex, he's a dog. He's well-rounded. He has a crazy chin. He's okay. never been knocked out, never been <laughs> finished. I don't think my boy. I don't think your boy's Ruby's going. It's going finish. It's going finish this guy, bro. Hey, you think he's going to finish that Mexican chin? You're crazy. Yeah, hey, I respect. I respect. You're I respect. crazy. And listen, you're crazy. You think he's going to do that after he took his first L? You know, I'm saying he's gonna. He is gonna make this. Trey Ogden's ass. Trey Ogden. Oh, uh, no, bro. You didn't say that in the last podcast. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure I did say Trey Ogden's not that good. No, you didn't. But fucking Zohuber, he does have good ass striking and he has good ass submission game. Um, and he has fought some unpredictable fighters as well. He's gonna show out, bro. I promise you he's gonna fucking show out. And I think it's it's gonna go a decision, but I think it's gonna be 30-27 unanimous. He's gonna win every round, cleanly, in my opinion. Fuck yeah, I like that, guys. I like that. I fuck with that. Yeah, yeah, I like that uh, too, Alex. That's kind of what I got as well. It's gonna be a fun one. Uh, the I, next one. Can I? Can I be? Can I be honest? I'm just a fan. Of, <clears throat> I'm just a fan of Groovy. I fucking I fuck with Groovy. I yeah. thought Groovy was gonna be like back when he fought. Tony, I was like, okay, yeah, this guy's like, I thought he was a shoe in for like, he was going to be a top five fighter for a while. And, you know, it happens. But I, I just think, I think he's unpredictable. I'll just say that. So next up, we've got uh, Jillian Robinson versus Robertson, sorry, versus Piero Rodriguez. Um, Jillian Robertson is 11 and 7. You've got Piero Rodriguez, who is 9 and 0 and 0. Uh, Jillian Robinson is minus 130 favorite, whereas Pierre Rodriguez is a plus 105 underdog. Jillian Robinson was a, a tough contestant. She lost her first fight on uh, on the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, Pierre Rodriguez 2 and 0 in the UFC, whereas Jillian Robinson is 8 and 5. Um, Jillian Robinson has proven in her uh, UFC career that it's going to be rear naked choke or nothing. Um, even in even in pro grappling, she's only four and four. Uh, she's a good, in my opinion, she's a good MMA grappler. She's not a good wrestler. She cannot wrestle. Um, if she gets your back, you're fucked. But if she doesn't get your back, it doesn't matter. If she's on the bottom, she can't do shit at all, at all. She's fucked. She's fucked if you get her if if you get her on the bottom. So, and here's the thing with. Pierre Rodriguez, she's 2-0 in the UFC. She's 9-0 total. She does have a uh, Dana White series win, so that would technically, like, 
you know, make her 3-0 and in the UFC fights. I guess you're going to put it that way. But she has five wins by finish out of her nine. She is a former LFA champ. And in her first two fights in the UFC, she landed eight takedowns. And if you're taking down Gillian Robinson, you're going to have a fine time. It doesn't matter. Because if Jillian Robinson gets taken down, she can't do anything. And that's been proven. Um, Jillian Robertson only succeeds in grappling if if she can get, like, the back or a mount just from a crazy-ass sweep. And I don't think that's going to happen against Pierre Rodriguez. I think Pierre Rodriguez is going to win and become 10-0. I don't know why she's a plus 105. It's kind of weird to me that she is an underdog she's in this She's plus fight. 105? Yeah, she's an underdog. Oh, I'm about to make some money, boy. Yeah. I would almost bet on her via um, finish. Yeah. I mean, decision, decision or finish? Well, do you guys think this? You think finish? I think she can finish she's her. She's finished five out of her nine fights, and I, I would honestly, if I was a bet, I am a betting man. I'll probably bet decisions just because. I mean, I mean, Jillian, just like just Jillian just, Robertson does not get finished very often, so. Right. I mean, yeah. just to run through the like, we're all probably agreeing Rodriguez wins, right? Like all of us. I think so. I am. Alex, are you plus, too? plus one hundred five is, dude. I'm a, I'm gonna go through the card and I'm gonna read off these fucking odds. There's several fights in this card, and you're gonna yeah. be like, wait, what? Yeah. That person's the underdog. I'm telling you, you're gonna be shocked. This is why this is such a good fucking podcast, because I'm gonna tell you guys who is the underdog, and y'all are gonna be shocked. There's like. Four or five of them that are just like that. That guy or girl is the fucking underdog in this fight. It's crazy, and that's the first one. And if you guys, if you guys one. watch, if you guys watch back, Max cashed in on a bit, or he didn't cash, but like he he predicted on a big one that could have been like big on a lot of people, and he predicted predicted it super correctly. It was uh, Gregory Rodriguez versus that uh, fucking was it Costa? Was that the guy's name? Oh no, Bruno Silva. No, no, no. It was Gregor Rodriguez. It wasn't Bruno Silva. Gregor no, Rodriguez got Bruno, knocked out. His name, his first name was Bruno Pereira or something. Bruno, Bruno, yeah, Bruno, Pereira. Yeah. He got, like, Max fucking yeah. predicted that one on the nose. Oh, yeah. So, if, like, I'm telling you guys. Hey, I don't always just... hit, but when I hit, I fucking hit, damn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're all agreeing, but we're all agreeing on this one that Julian hey, probably loses. When right? I do my, like, genuine research, I fucking hit. I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all, please listen to me. Please. Jillian Robinson is not going to win this fight. She's just not going to fucking win it. She's not. If, if she I wins agree. this fight, punch me in the face. I don't care. She's not going to win. Pierre Rodriguez is just too good, and Jillian Robinson relies too much on um, back taking. Basic, yeah, but she relies, she, she does that stupid basic, like, double leg shoot. And then she'll get people in the cage, and if she can't get their back, it it doesn't take like a genius IQ to get out of those positions. If if the person has like somewhat competent grappling IQ, they're not gonna get taken down by Jillian Robinson. It's not gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen with uh, with uh, Pierre Rodriguez. It's just not gonna happen. It's just not. But right. So I've got Pierre Rodriguez plus one hundred five is crazy to me. Hey. Um, we want to throw on that by submission because Jillian has been finished by submission a couple times in her career. 
gonna throw on that by submission, that would be a uh, solid bet on my on my on my card. So, um, just moving on to the next one, it's gonna be a fucking banger. Um, Zach Cummings versus um, Ed Herman. <clears throat> it's an interesting fight. It doesn't seem that interesting because it's just two old guys, you know, that have been around forever fighting each other. Those are the best. It is interesting because it's Zach Cummings' first fight at light heavyweight. I'm not feeling it. It's his first fight from Missouri too. Yeah, it's his first fight at light heavyweight. Um, he is a Ultimate Fighter season 17 vet. Uh, he is nine and four in the UFC. Which is a good ass fucking record, to be honest, for for a guy of his name. Like nobody's ever heard of him. He's got a good record in the UFC. Um, he has really good jujitsu. Um, and two of his four losses in the UFC come to like prime Ponzinibbio, or Ponzinibbio, sorry, Ponzinibbio, and Gunnar uh, Nelson. And Gunnar Nelson. And he's he is thirty eight, but that's fine. But this is his first fight at light heavyweight that's the only part that i'm like oh it kind of concerns me a little bit but not that much he's fighting ed herman who is obviously uh an ultimate fighter season three veteran uh, yeah. dude is 42 years old he's 13 and 12 in the ufc he's a plus 170 underdog i mean i've got to go zach cummings i've got to uh i don't think zach cummings is, is, is a spring chicken i don't think he's going to be you know com- competing for titles anytime soon but if you put him up against a guy that is like Ed Herman, it is two vets against you know two vets against the vet. But um, I got Zach Cummings. That motherfucker's gonna he's gonna either he's probably gonna win out of uh, a decision or maybe like a late submission or something. I don't know. I've got Zach Cummings though. I don't know what you guys. Knuckles, what you got on that one? Man, uh, that's. Dude, it that is literally like these are the fights that I'm so fucking excited for, and like the one one of the ones that I'm so excited for because it's just old men banging dog. Like, like these guys are gonna go in there, they're gonna fucking swing, and yeah, I'm gonna pick Zach Cummings, Ed Herman. God love you, dude. Like, and I love Ed Herman. His fucking Conor McGregor weigh-in gimmick, dude. He's had so many good weigh-in gimmicks, and honestly, expect that motherfucker to like come into Kansas City. Weighing in with some gimmicks. I wish I could make the weigh-ins because I know it's going to be fucking great. He's going to like do some weird shit because that's what Ed Herman does. But it's going to be Zach Cummings uh, just because he's a little bit younger, um, better record overall in the UFC. But expect it to be fun. You know, oh boy, Ed Herman. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. I'm excited. Let's just say that. But I'm going to say Ed Herman probably like first or second round finish. Don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be a finish. All right. That's a take for sure. Uh, Alex, what do you get? Uh, I'm probably going to go with this dude, Zach Cummins. And I think he's honestly going to end up finishing it by submission. I think these boys are going to get tired. I think these guys are going to get real tired. And I think Zach Cummins probably going to land something in the later round. Uh, Ed Herman has been finished by submission multiple times in his career. When he gets down into the ground, uh, he kind of gets lost, man. And that's the thing. That's where Zach Cummins can fucking capitalize and then use his experience in there. Because, again, he lost against people who were in their prime of their careers. and Great fighters. 
Ponzi in his career? Come on, bro. People thought that dude was about to be like, you know, one of the next guys. Gunnar Nelson, dude. Gunnar Nelson pisses me off because he had lost by saying shit on a loss, and then he just that dude is so talented. But anyways, Zach Cummins is also fighting at home, bro. He's from fucking Missouri. You know what I'm saying? So you fight Missouri boys go strong. You know what I'm saying? Like it should plays it plays another big part in this. It's gonna be a barn burner. I think this guy's just gonna bang it out, get fucking tired, and I think if it goes to decision, I see Cummins winning it, but I also see him submitting him as well. That's the way I see that fight. Hell yeah. Yo, quick I shout like out it. to Alex. Like, I didn't even shout it out, but Zach Cummins and Missouri boy. Fucking, you know, <laughs> yes, that farm that farm strength, baby. Let's yes, fucking sir. go. All right, go ahead, man. I ain't pushed against him, so fuck it. I can't wait for the next fight, though. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. This, this next fight, fucking sell it, Max. Because this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. So uh, we got the next fight is going to be Brendan uh, Roy Val versus uh, Mateus Nicolau. Um, Brendan Roy, Roy Val is fourteen and six, and you got Mateus Nicolau is nineteen and two and one. Uh, Brendan Brendan Roy Val is a plus one sixty five underdog, and Mateus Nicolau is a minus two twenty five favorite. You've got Brendan Roy Val, who is an LFA vet. He is four and two in the UFC. Um, his only losses in the UFC are to uh, Alex Pantoja and Brandon Moreno. But in the Brandon Moreno fight, he got hurt and he got finished based off that. He's got 12 finishes. He has eight first-round finishes. And you have Mateos Nicolau, who is 7-1 in the UFC. 7-1, you heard that right, in the UFC. He is an Ultimate Fighter Brazil veteran. He hasn't fought guys quite quite as good as Roy Val has, but he has beaten the guys like, you know, Manel Kopp and Matt Schnell. He has beaten some decent guys at, at that division in the UFC. So he has 10 finishes, uh, five sub, uh, five submissions, five uh, KO, TKO. So he's well-rounded. Um, it's going to be a very interesting fight. Man, I just think um, – it's hard. It's, I mean, how do you pick this one? You know, it's 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 a hard one to pick. I do pick Brandon Raval plus the one sixty five. I've got him. Um, I've got him picked just because of uh, the quality of his losses um, and the way he's lost. He 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 lost to Pandoja, whatever. It's fucking Alex Pandoja, and he lost to Brandon Moreno due to an injury. So I've got Brandon Raval. He did. He knocked out Kaikar France. So I mean, Kaikar France has looked great in his like his his flyweight run. So I am gonna go with Brandon Ravel. Um, I'm gonna say probably a decision, but I'm not gonna like pick a definitive method of victory. I'm just gonna pick Brandon Ravel. I think uh, Knuckles, what do you got on that? Man, I'm fuck, dude. This is the fight. This is the fight on the card. This is probably the fight that I'm most excited for. How the fuck is this fight on the prelims? My number one question. How yeah, is that's what I'm saying. Lim, dude, it's like the fucking. It's like it's like how the fuck is uh steamroller? How the fuck is steamroller and Dober a prelim on the next fight card or on the pay per view? Dude, they they put so many stupid fights on the prelims. Just because these are flyweights doesn't mean people don't care. Flyweights, honestly, probably like my fourth favorite division. 
which that's there's a lot of divisions, so fourth favorite isn't that bad. But anyway, what I'm going to say, though, is it's the year of the raw dog. It's the year of the raw dog. Raw dog. <laughs> fucking Brandon Roy Val is going to come out there and raw, raw dog that bitch. I honestly, like, I think Matt Schnell, dude, that is such a tough fucking fight. But, um, or not Matt Schnell, not Matt Schnell, sorry. Mateus Nicola. Yeah, uh, Mateus Nicola. Yeah, Nicola. What I was going to go on to, though, is that Nicolau beat Matt Schnell, who beat Madarji, but Matt Schnell, honestly, like, man, my thing is, like, I'm not super high on Matt Schnell. Like, I, 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 if you guys go back to my, if you guys follow me on Twitter, my rankings, I picked Matt Schnell for the uh, um, comeback of the year against uh, Madarji, but I don't rank him that high, though. Like, he lost, his last loss was to Dustin Ortiz who in his prime was a fucking phenomenal flyweight. Um, shout out to Dustin Ortiz. Man, that's a fucking tough fight. To pick. I, th- I, like, I think I'm going to pick Roy Vall. I'm just trying to decide if it's going to be a finish or a decision. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go finish. I'm going to go finish. I think he's going to, I think he's going to TKO him. Um, first round. Stunning. Like it's just nice. gonna be one of those. It's gonna be one of those stunners. I had to think about it hard, and even if I'm wrong, shout out fucking Nicolau and shout out Roy Val. I fucking love both of you guys. Like no disrespect to either one. I fucking love both y'all. Y'all like come on the fucking podcast. I love both y'all. But it's the year of the raw dog, Brandon Roy Val, first round, TKO. Count it. Count it. Right. Yeah, right. that's gonna be a fucking banger fight. And I love Brandon Royval, but I really like Nicolau as well. <laughs> um, I think this is going to be a fight of the night. I think, honestly, dude, I think both of these guys are going to tough it out. I think it's going to go to decision. I really do. Uh, I, I mean, because both of them can finish each other, bro, but I think they're just going to dog it out in this fight. Both of these guys want to get into that next contender status now that they know that Pantoja is next. I feel like these guys are going to try and call out either a title fight or like a number one contender fight kind of thing, right? So it's going to be a barn burner, bro. I think these guys are just going to fight it out in every level of the game. They're they're going to strike. They're going to grapple. They're going to wrestle. Then you know what I'm saying? It's 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 going to be a fun fight. fight. Fight of the night. That's that's the way I'm seeing it. But I would like to see Brandon Royval win. You know what I mean? I'm really, really high on him. But it's a pick em. This fight is so close to me, in my opinion. But I hope that Royval kind of pulls this out. It's hard to choose, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is hard. It's hard. It's um, tough, dude. That, that's such a fucking good fight. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the main... Uh, Preliminary or future prelim is uh, Bill Algio versus TJ Brown. Um, how is that Bill... future fucking prelim? That's my oh, like yeah. how how <laughs> you got Bill Algio who is sixteen and seven as a pro. He's three and three in the UFC. You got TJ Brown who's seventeen and nine as a pro, also three and three in the UFC. Um, Bill Algio, all of his losses are good losses to be fair. 
He's lost to Jared Gordon, Shane Burgos. He lost to outside of the UFC. He lost to Brendan Lochnane outside of the UFC and Andre Philly. So those are those are four very good losses. You know you can't discount those at all. Um, he's got ten finishes on his record out of his sixteen wins. You got TJ Brown who is three and three in the UFC. He does have fourteen finishes, but he has lost to some guys in the UFC that he probably shouldn't have lost to. I can't remember the exact names off the top of my head, but I can tell you in just one second. So he lost to um, let's see, he lost to you know, Danny Chavez, Jordan Griffin, he lost to, which this isn't a bad loss. He lost to Shailen, uh, Nerdin Becca, which he just lost this past weekend. Um, you know, not horrible losses, but not great losses. Um, so I'm just kind of leaning uh, Bill Algio in this one just because um, experience in the UFC, just <clears throat> the losses that he has are better, and he does – have a better track record historically against him. He's minus 210. TJ Brown is plus 155. I'm going to go with Bill Algio. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go to – I'm not, I'm not going to pick a method of victory, I don't think. I'm just going to go Bill Algio, but uh, I'm not going to look at that. Bill Algio all day. TJ Brown's – I'm just going to say uh, Bill Algio because uh, Brown's ass. TJ Brown's ass. He's not good. He's not that good. Bill Algio. That's my pick. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Bill out, Joe. That's it. Is he good? Just, Brown's not good. He's not good. Sorry. So, I just hope that Bill Algio doesn't take it down to the ground because Brown does have a nasty yeah. ground game. Okay. I'll, I'll give – yeah. I'll he has a nasty game. ground game. So, if he does take that to the ground, he can pull that off. But other than that, I, I see Bill Algio winning it, to be completely fair. I just hope that motherfucker don't take it to the ground. If that boy Brown will capitalize. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Alex just brought up the point. Fucking Brown is good on the ground. That's how he's he finished. His, didn't he finish one of his last fights that way? Yeah, like three. He, that's how he won. Ten of his finishes, I believe, are by submission. Who did who, – Max, who did he beat last, you said? <clears throat> he beat uh, – hold on a second. He beat – Uh, Eric Silva by submission in round three. Yeah. I mean, again, Eric Silva's not. He just caught him. He caught him with a triangle trick, yeah. arm or arm triangle. So I'm still going, Bill. I'm still going, Bill. Anyway, yeah. But 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 Alex brings up a good point. He is slick on the ground. It's gonna be a good fight. <clears throat> yeah. No it's gonna be featured prelims, but it'll be a good fight. Weird one, weird one to be on, be on the feature prelim. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. Guess let's move on to the next one. Is I believe it's uh Clay Guida versus uh Hoffa Garcia. Hoffa Garcia. Garcia. Yeah. Next one that we're talking about is Clay Guida versus Hoffa Garcia. Clay Guida is 38-19 overall as a pro. Hafa Garcia is 15-3. Uh, Clay Guida is 18-16 in the UFC. 
Hoffa is three and three in the UFC. Um, obviously, Clay is forty-one to um, Hoffa's twenty-eight in terms of age. Um, I would say Clay Guida. I'm making a bold prediction that he retires after this fight. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, out of his thirty-eight wins, he has twenty-one finishes. He made his UFC debut in two thousand and six. Um, great career for that guy. I love him. He's awesome. He's a hunter. He's a fisher. He puts out some cool ass videos. Uh, I love that motherfucker. But uh, I think he loses his fight and retires to Hoffa Garcia, who is three and three in the UFC, which is not great. But he's got nine finishes. He's got five. Um, First round finishes. I just see him being too much for a guy that's 41 years old. And I see Clay Guida retiring and just going on doing like hunting and fishing stuff, which would be awesome because I would watch it personally. But I don't know. Knuckles, what do you got? Um, probably Hoffa, honestly. Like I'm I'm rooting for Clay. Like I, like Clay. Um, if we go back to like OG days, actually, my very first fun fact for anybody watching this podcast, my very first favorite fighter, aside from Forrest Griffin, was Clay Guida. Um, that fight with him versus Diego Sanchez back in the day, one of the greatest fights that's ever fucking occurred, period, in the octagon. A lot of people had slept on. Fantastic fucking fight. Uh, Clay Guida is just a legend. Probably, unfortunately, loses to Hoffa just because of age more than anything i think his activity if he stays active he could beat him he's just he's just very active very it could be one of those like weird just like just grindy boring fights where he tries to grind out takedowns but i could see him losing it and i'm probably going to pick him by losing but does he retire i don't see it um i just clay's the kind of guy that doesn't retire on his own volition it's going to be like Dana White in the UFC being like, dog, you got to fucking retire. Because Clay just does. Clay, Clay should have retired like two years ago, dog. I'm just going to be honest. Um, love you, Clay Guida. And I'm like, I, dude, you don't know how much. Okay. Again, anybody watching this, you don't know how much of a childhood dream this is to watch Clay Guida fight. And I'm going to be there in fucking person watching Clay Guida. Like, Clay the fucking Carpenter Guida. Dude, I'm I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Like, I'm so fucking pumped. Even if he loses, it's okay because I'm getting to say see fucking Clay Guida fucking fight. And if he and if he retires, that's gonna be like the icing on the cake because I'm gonna get to see the fucking one of the most legendary fighters retire. But anyway, Alpha Garcia probably by decision, unfortunately. Um, but also shout out Alpha Garcia. He lost like. Half of the fucking blood that's in his body in his last fight. So, talk about that. Fuck. Anyway, go ahead, Alex. Sorry. No, yeah, that dude's tough, bro. He's never been finished. His only losses were a year in the fucking UFC. Um, he's young. He's only 28. <laughs> the Mexican heart, baby. And his age is going to show out. And if I think he can submit Quake Weeda, too. He's nasty on the ground. He got eight submissions on his record. Um... And if it is a retirement fight, then dude, that's fucking beautiful for you because you're about to see that. That's that'd be legendary. And I, I honestly, I could see that happening, man. Damn, you know what I mean? especially with all these retirements, these Hall of Fame inductions, and things like that. I could see it makes sense, but regardless, it it it'll be a nice uh 
nice send off by yeah, nice I love the Next fight on the card is uh, Pedro Munoz versus Chris Gutierrez. Oh, banger. God damn, dude. This fight, this card, this card is so good. This card is so good. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. This fucking no, card you're, is. You're good, man. Pedro Munoz is 19 and 7 as a pro. Chris Gutierrez is 19, 3 and 2. Uh, Pedro Munoz is a 155 dog in this fight. Chris Gutierrez is a minus 1, 2, 10 favorite. Pedro is nine and seven in the UFC. People hear that and want to just be like, "Oh, he sucks," but Pedro fucking Munez has lost to nothing but absolute legends. I made a fucking list. The guy, I mean, hate on him some more. I mean, he has lost to only he's only lost to Rafael Asuncio in his prime, Jimmy Rivera in his prime, which is you know, but he also beat Jimmy Rivera. Dude, Jimmy Rivera is a fucking beast, but yeah. He is, but he also beat him in a rematch. He lost to John Dodson, who was good in 2018, and he lost a split decision to John Dodson. He lost to Aljo. He lost to Frankie Edgar. He lost to Jose Aldo and Dominic Cruz. He beat Jimmy Rivera, and people forget. People have forgotten this fight so much more than I thought they would. I don't understand it. Because they like Sean O'Malley so much. He won the first fucking round against Sean O'Malley. He mm-hmm. won the first round and they yeah. got eye poked. So there's that. Uh, he did that. And then you've got Chris Gutierrez uh, as his opponent, who is also a fucking stud. I don't want to, you know, spend any time shitting on him because that guy has done everything it took to get to UFC. Uh, he's 19 3 and 2. Um, he is seven and one and one in the UFC, which is impressive as fuck. He lost to Rayoni Barcelos in the UFC, and he uh, drew with Cody Durden. Uh, other than that, he's beat Frankie Edgar. Uh, he beat Andre Ewell, um, Vince Morales. He beat Ryan McDonald. Jimmy. He 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 beat Jimmy Flick before he got the UFC in MMA, but even outside of that, he actually beat. Uh, he beat Jimmy Flick in Muay Thai as well. He beat him in Muay Thai boxing. Um, he's a fucking stud, but I just have a fucking weird feeling that uh, Pedro Munoz is going to get it done done in this fight because his only losses are to UFC legends. And he the way he put up that fight against uh, um, Sean O'Malley just made me kind of you know, think about it a little bit. So I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna get it done. I think Pedro Munoz gets it done. I think it'll be a decision win for him. But never what he got. Same. I, I think uh, I, I was going to, I was going to go like basically on the same page. Uh, shout out Jimmy Flick. He said, you know, um, you know, he's lost to Gutierrez. Um, so shout out Gutierrez to his beat. He's yep. beat a fucking fighter. Um, Jimmy Flick, friend of the podcast. We love that guy. For sure, for sure, big time friend, fucking guy. Check him out. Check out our uh, one of our latest, uh, not our latest. It's been a couple weeks, but like one of one of our more recent podcasts with Jimmy Flick. Basic. Check out all our podcasts. They're fucking sick. <laughs> we're we're here doing the same shit, drunk as shit, talking about fights, and it's fucking awesome. Anyway, um, my only thing is the fact that Cody he drew with Cody Durden. Yeah. So, but he should have won that fight. That well, I mean, but but again, 
Cody Durden's fucking good again. Like he's not bad. I'm not gonna sh- I'm not gonna shit on him. Cody Durden's like, on this card. His 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 he Cody Durden's card. He fight. He's fighting on this card. Mm-hmm. What? He fights. Uh, oh, I gotta find the fucking page. I guess. Hold on. No, never mind. Sorry, he's not. Well, I was about to say. I, I didn't I'm think tripping. he did. <laughs> I'm tripping. But, I was uh, thinking. Of, I was thinking of Dustin Jacoby. <laughs> oh, okay. But but Cody Durden, like you know, like you know, you have your opinion on him. Um, he follows me on Twitter, so shout out Cody Durden. I don't know what that means, but hey, shout out Cody get him Durden. on the fucking podcast. Like, yeah, I'll get him on the podcast. You know, like if people have his opinion, have their opinion on him because he said dirty Brazilians, you know, or no, that was uh, that was Tony Kelly. What did what yeah, did that was Tony Kelly? What did Cody Durden say? Oh, oh, he said he was the one that said send him back to where they're from. Like send him back to China. Yeah. Anyway, that was probably just like here moment like hype. Exactly. So have your opinion on Cody Durden. I know people. I actually have talked with people that he trains with. Uh, shout out Baby Goose. If you watch this podcast, cool guy. Um, follow him on Twitter, Baby Goose. But anyway, aside from that, um, Pedro Munoz decision. Everything that you said, Max, comes rings true in what I was gonna say. Um, I think Gutierrez relies too much on finishes and Munoz has um, the Marvin Vittori chin. He has the orc yeah. chin. He, it's it's a steel iron chin. And, yeah, so Pedro Munoz decision, Gutier- uh, Gutierrez will learn from it. All I know is this fight's going to be a f- – Dude, I am fucking spoiled with this fucking fight card. <laughs> God damn. Anyway, go ahead. Alex. But well, I'm gonna have to disagree with you guys like how I disagree with the GM3 and, and Joe Piper fight. Um okay. I think Riz Gutierrez is gonna win this one by decision. I think Riz Gutierrez is gonna use the range, he's gonna use his height, and he's gonna kick out from the distance more than more than O'Malley did and like O'Malley should have. Because O'Malley wasn't use utilizing the kicks in the first round as much as uh, Pedro Munoz was. He was taking advantage of that. Chris Gutierrez is very, very kick heavy, but it does have good hands as well. Okay. I think if this is going to go out to decision, I see Gutierrez winning it. Now, Munoz has a crazy chin. I don't see him getting knocked out, but it's also not far fetched. I mean, he's a lot older in his career. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a banger fight, nonetheless. It's going to be a very kick-heavy fight for these guys. But I think Chris Gutierrez is going to do very well with it. Chris Gutierrez is extremely good at checking kicks as well. And the thing is, Munoz puts everything into those kicks. So once he feels a couple of those checks, I feel like Chris Gutierrez is going to start pushing it more heavy on that as well. Yeah. Um, but I see Chris Gutierrez edging out the fight. Cool. All right. That's a good take. I fuck with that take, Alex. I'm just gonna say that, like when you said kick heavy, and the fact that he's gonna do it, do it from distance and everything else like that. Like I, like I, I can see that because he's very technical, and that's like what he would like. That's how he set up uh, his finish with uh, Edgar. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, like like you know, Sandhagen finished Edgar in the same, in the same fashion, but like the way that he finished Edgar he, is he set it up from the outside. And then burst in, so I see that. Like he's very quick, man. The way he gets into the pocket, and then he can get back outside. 
Yeah, exactly. Wearing, like hit, don't get hit kind of style. You know what I mean? And he can take some bombs too, man. So like, if he wants to get in a brawl, then let's get it. Like, it's gonna be a yeah. great fight. Damn, dude, there's so many fights that could be fight of the night on this. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's so. I wish you guys were fucking here. I wish you guys were fucking here. I, um, were... I mean, shit, I'm about to talk about another banger. Put it on, man. Um, we got Tanner Bozer versus Eon Kudalapa. Uh, Tanner Bozer is 20 and 9 and 1 as a pro. He's 4 and 4 in the UFC, but this is his first fight of light heavyweight. He's got 13 finishes. Uh, he does not have very many good UFC wins, but he also is fighting his first fight light heavyweight against fucking Eon Kudalaba. Um, Eon Kudalaba is 5 and 8 and 1 in the UFC, which is fucking horrible. He's got three L- three losses in a row. He's lost six of his last eight. He is very chinny. And I don't know why, but Tanner Bozer is a plus 105 underdog. And if you don't bet that, you're retarded, in my opinion. If you don't bet a plus 105 underdog and Tanner Bozer on this fight against Ian Kudalaba, you know, go visit the ice cream. Go visit the ice cream truck when it comes around your house. <laughs> He's got a bag. Um, Ian um, Kudalaba is horrible. He's not good. He will get chinned by Tanner Bozer, I think. Uh, and if he doesn't, then I guess I'll just fucking, you know, eat my words. But if you really think Ian Kudalaba is going to win this fight, go find the ice cream truck that's closest to your neighborhood, in my opinion. But I don't know. Knuckles, what's up? Um, I'm gonna keep it sweet, uh, short and sweet. Uh, Tanner Bozer, first round, TKO, lock it in. That is my lock. We all got a lock, right? We're gonna start doing that. We need to start doing that. That is my lock. That is my lock of the night. Tanner Bozer, first round, TKO, lock it in. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I see. I see him finishing that fight too, bro. Pretty Lava is so fucking chinny. So yeah. chinny. And he's so amateur out there, bro. What does he bring to the table that's really intriguing? <laughs> like, literally, he's... His nickname's The Hulk, bro. He paints himself green. Yeah, it's because, it's because it's because it's because his He paints himself green, and he goes into the octagon and gets knocked out. So. Yeah, I don't... But, hey, you know what? I just think Tanner Bozer is going to finish this in the first round, and if not... It's not getting out of the second round. That's all I'm saying. I think Tanner Buzz is going to make it look easy. Yeah. Um, next up, we got Dustin Jacoby versus uh, Azamat Merzikano. Uh Dustin Jacoby is 18-6-1. Azamat Merzikano is 12-0. Uh, Dustin Jacoby is 6-3-1 in the UFC. Azamat Merzikano is 2-0 in the UFC. Dustin Jacoby... Trains with Anthony Smith um, out there in Colorado at a uh, – I can't remember the name. Um, whatever the name is. Uh, he does have – he is uh, 9-7 and seven in pro kickboxing. He does have a uh, knockout loss in pro kickboxing to Alex Pereira. He got knocked out in kickboxing to Alex Pereira. Justin, Justin Kobe did. Um, it was nasty too. Yeah. 
He's a 1-0 pro boxer. He's got 12 finishes to his name. He's pretty good. I mean, he's not bad. Uh, but Azamat Mirzakhanov is 12-0. He's 2-0 in the UFC. He has a Dana White Contender Series win. He got 10, in, 10 finishes, um, 11. I don't know. Never mind. Uh, he has eight, eight, eight first-round finishes. Uh, Mirzakhanov does. So that guy is a fucking killer. I've got Azamat Mirzakhanov to finish. Um, Finish Dustin Jacoby in round one or two, probably be a TKO or KO, but I don't know what you Um, I, I like. I'm just gonna say this. I like Dustin Jacoby. I really like him. I, I like. I like. I like how he fights. Uh, when I think of Dustin Jacoby, I think of Khalil Roundtree, just because they're both kickboxers, very action heavy. Um, but I'm probably gonna pick Azmat as uh Mer- Azmat, because that's how I can't say his last name. I'm too intoxicated uh, last name. Um, but he's the underdog in this fight, mm-hmm. in this fight, which is yep. which is which is like weird as fuck. Merzkov is a. Let's see. When I that is, to be fair, when I placed, you know, when I when I was taking my notes, Merzkov was a plus one thirty underdog. Well, I mean, but still, like he shouldn't. Like I don't. I like. I just no. I personally, so, don't see I'm telling good. you, like there was a lot of underdogs this card that should not have been underdogs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna say Mirzakhanov. Like I'm probably gonna say it by finish, honestly, because like Jacoby's been chinned. It's not only by Alex Pereira. Like I've watched kickboxing fights. Uh, Jacoby's been involved with. I'm trying to think of the other motherfucker, but he's been finished by other people. And he's so he's got a chin, you know. Like you, when you get cracked once, you're susceptible to being cracked again. And Amirzakhanov is like not a fucking dog, you know. Like he's not like he's not some just. Yeah, I'm gonna say Amirzakhanov. I probably like finish. I think it's gonna be a good fucking fight. It's another one of those fights. It's probably gonna be like on contender for fight of the night because Jacoby is also a fucking kickboxer who puts that dog out there. And it's gonna be a yeah. fun fight. That this fucking fight just this card has so many good like out there. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Mirzakhanov by finish. Yeah, yeah I, I see would... him finishing the fight as well. Um, and the thing about Ozma is he's relentless all the way into the third round. His last two fights he won in the third round um, by finish. And to be doing that up in this heavier weight, man, it shows a lot on your gas tank, especially at 36 years old. Um, so I can see him winning it in the later rounds, not in the earlier rounds, just because Dustin Jacoby, he can wear out some shots. We haven't seen him get finished in a bit. He he can get finished, but we haven't seen him get finished in a bit. But I think this might be that fight. Um, yeah. And I think it's going to be in the later rounds, like late round two, round three. That's the way I see it. For the um, next fight we got is Billy Q, Billy Quarantillo versus uh, Edson Barboza. Billy Q is seven and four in the U.S. or as a pro, actually, sorry. And Edson Barboza is twenty-two and eleven. Uh, Billy Q is minus one ninety-five favorite, whereas Edson is a uh, plus one plus one forty-five underdog. 
Uh, Billy Q is five and two in the UFC, and you got Edson who is sixteen and eleven in the UFC. Um, Billy Q does have an extra Dana White contender series win, which would technically make him six and two in the UFC. You're gonna count that, but he also was in uh, Ultimate Fighter season twenty-two. Uh, I think he won the first fight, lost the second one. Um, fighting Edson Barboza, who is two losses in a row. He has lost seven out of his last ten, which is unfortunate to see that guy. Uh, he's 37. <sighs> Unfortunately, I think that uh, Edson is going to lose another one. I hate to say that because I love the motherfucker, but Billy Q is a dog. He's an up-and-coming dog. Uh, he's going to cause some problems for that entire division, and I just don't think Edson at his age is going to be able to keep up with him. So I've got uh, Billy Q to win that one. Um Probably by decision, and I would say unanimous, but I don't know. We'll see. Knuckles, what do you got? This one hurts, man. Like, I'm going to be honest with everybody watching this uh, pod. Um, This whole fucking card is close and personal with me. And, like, like, can't, like basically Dana White was like, I know Knuckles, a.k.a. Dylan, is going to go to this card, so I'm going to make every one of these fights, like, super close and personal. Fucking Clay Guida. Pedro Munoz, all these motherfuckers on this card. So he put Edson Barbosa on this card to basically toy with my emotions. Um, <clears throat> fucks with me, man. Uh, it's going to be Billy Q. And, like, I'm a Billy Q fan. That's the thing. Like, I'm a big-time Billy Q fan. But I'm also a big-time Edson Barbosa fan. Um, so it's it's a split, like, a split feeling for me. Um, I'm not like, I'm not going to try to get too deep on this. Cause like, I know we got, you know, we got to cut time short, but like, man, this one just hurts. Uh, it hurts because I've been an Edson Barbosa fan for a long fucking time. Ter- the Terry Adam knockout, but, um, Billy Q takes this by finish. Um, he's going to fucking push him. Get Edson uncomfortable. And uh, that weight cut, the weight cut and the age and the wear and tear is going to play a factor. And uh, Billy Q, my dog, Comain Tilo, as uh, Steamrolla says, is going to – Billy Q is going to finish this. And I love you, Billy Q. Like, this isn't a disrespect to you, man. It's just, like, all the respect I have for Edson. It's hard for me to, like, say this. It's, like, it, it's hard for me to say this. <clears throat> for uh, sure. But uh, Billy Billy Q, by finished um, second round. Mm-hmm. I'm sad. Hurts, I man. love Barboza. Hurts. But I do think Barboza does have a chance of finishing this fight as well. You know what I'm saying? It's not that far-fetched, even despite his losses. But I think if he gets another loss, I think they might cut him after this one due to his age. Yeah. Um, I'm very intrigued on how this weight cut is going to go with him. But I think Billy Q is, like, on the come-up of his career. And I I just think this is, like, that going-away party, that sad going-away party for Edson Barboza. I was so sad to watch it, but I think Billy Q is going to reign, reign superior on there if Edson Barboza doesn't finish that fight. Oh, yeah. 
Um, the last fight, of course, the main event. I mean, what can you fucking say? It's Max Holloway versus Arnold Allen. What a <sighs> fucking oh. You've got Max Holloway. He's 23 and 7 as a pro with a one money or one minus 185 favorite versus uh, Arnold Allen, who is 19 and 1, plus 140 underdog. Max Holloway is 19 and 7 in the UFC, whereas Arnold Allen is 10 0 in the UFC. Um, some of my notes said, you know, Max Holloway, obviously, obviously his only losses are two killers, you know, Dustin Poirier, uh, three to, I guess, uh, Volkanovsky, you know. So what can you fucking do there? Um, and Arnold Allen is 10 and 0 in the UFC. He has 11 finishes out of his 19 wins. Man, it's a hard fucking choice. And I did put in my notes that Arnold Allen is brawly. But I also picked Arnold Allen to win. Man, I think he's going to win by – I think he's going to win by finish. I I really do. Uh, I think uh, Holloway has been just tagged too many times. I know he's only 31. Um. Knuckles, what the fuck is that face? You say finish? Yeah, I did. What are you looking at me like that for? I didn't say finish. You're like Walter from fucking, you know. Max Holloway, who has never been knocked down in UFC competition. Actually, has never been knocked down in competition, period. Max Holloway, who has never been knocked down, is going to get finished. Max Holloway, who got... The absolute brakes beat off of him for five fucking rounds against Alexander Volkanovsky. Yeah. He's going to get finished? You just told me why he was going to get finished. You just explained it. He's been chinned so many fucking times and has not gone down. But as we have seen time and time again, that chin gives up eventually. And I think Arnold Allen is the guy that to gives it to him. This is a bold take. I know it is, but... At plus 140, I'm going to take Orton Allen. I think he's going to finish him. From a betting perspective, I respect that and say, if you got money, bet it on old uh, Arnie. Do it, do it, do it. Bet money it. On- no, listen, listen, honestly. Listen bet, to me. Like, no, if it's a, play, if it's a plus, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like- listen to me. I went five and seven in my picks last weekend, so don't listen to me. Just don't listen. But, don't um. Listen. So basically, uh-huh. Max Holloway is going to, again, he's like 30 years old, something like that, 29. Let's look it up. Let's look it up real quick because I want to be specific on this. He has some mileage on him. Old Max Holloway seen some fights. But if you watch Arnold Allen's last fight against, uh, Matt, against uh, Dan Hooker, or not Dan Hooker. He he fought he fought Calvin Cater. He had some good success, but his fight before that against against uh, Dan Hooker, that mm-hmm. motherfucker, he looked ass. Like, don't get me wrong, he knocked out Dan Hooker, but that yeah. motherfucker was doing this. He was he was fucking rock and sock and robots. I'm, I'm sorry, you, I, don't, 
I don't think he would do that if he didn't have to. But he also struggled against Calvin Cater. Not struggled. Uh, but, uh, but, 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 but was competitive against Calvin Cater. He won the first round. So, basically what I'm going to say is, also, Max Holloway is 31. Max Holloway is going to stun. He's going to stun Arnold Allen in Kansas City. Mm. I'm going to be drinking beer. And I'm, I'm just, like, basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to sit back and every time Max touches him and just makes him look stupid, I'm going to go, oh, oh, oh. And I'm just – because I'm going to be Joe Rogan, I'm going to be like, oh, we heard him. Oh, we heard him. And I'm just <laughs> my beer. In Kansas City, Missouri, one of the greatest oh. cities in the – one of the greatest cities in all of America. Home of the American Royal, home of the Kansas City Royals, home of the Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs. It's almost, it's almost half as good as Nashville. Y'all, okay, y'all got some good fucking music, but I'm gonna say we got some, we got some good fucking football. But Kansas yeah, we City, we said the football. Hey, so. Kansas City's pretty fucking good. I'm gonna give Nashville the edge, and I'm honestly like, I know I don't think Alex Alex isn't from Richmond, but Richmond, Virginia, good little fucking city right there, little good fucking city right there. I'm gonna give a shout out to Richmond, Virginia. I don't know if Alex is super close to that, but I, I do like me some, like I do like me some Richmond, Virginia. So I'm gonna give a shout out. All I'm gonna say is Kansas City, Missouri, baby. We're gonna show out Super Bowl champions. Everybody that watches this podcast, listen in the broadcast for Twist his dick! Because you know I'm going to shout that. Anyway, there you go. Max Holloway. Unanimous unanimous decision easily. This has been a fun-ass podcast report. uh, I want to hear hear Alex's take, though. I want to hear Alex's take. Yeah. Alex. Yeah, I guess we didn't ask you. Sorry. You're good, you fucking cocksucker. Patiently. Tell him, Alex. Yeah, I hate you, stupid pee pee boy. No bitch. It's pee pee. No hey, Alex, he just has to go pee again. That's what the problem is. It's never fault. Anyways, first of all, speaking of Richmond, Virginia, shout out to the Jamaican house in Richmond. You guys, that's that's some authentic Jamaican food right there. If you're ever in the area, you know what I'm saying? Some beautiful people out there, also some weirdos, but it's all good. You know what I'm saying? You got a little bit of everything. Die, but back to this fucking fight, Max. He ain't getting finished. Max Holloway is gonna out volume this boy. He's gonna disrupt his boxing. He's gonna outclass him, um, and it's gonna be another schooling. He's gonna show why he's always gonna be number two to Alex Volkanovski. Because it's, I don't think he's gonna be Volkanovski. To be honest, Volk, Volk is too good. Mm-hmm. Can, can we? But Max can we... is gonna be Arnold Allen. Can can we say that um, Max Holloway is a Robert Whitaker of the featherweight division? I mean, Max Holloway is like better. He is. I hey, Robert Whitaker is my favorite fighter in the world, and Max Holloway is better. Like for his division, for his division, yeah. And that's the thing, and and that's another thing. He's only thirty one. He's two years older than me. Like that's it, bro. That that dude is not getting finished by Arnold Allen. 
Man, Especially Arnold if got he strikes paid. the way he strikes we'll against Calvin Cater. I don't know. We'll see. Throwing punches like that. All I know, man. Hey, man. It's going to be a banger. It's, all I can say, I know it's going to be a fucking explosive fight. I can't wait to watch it and uh, have y'all's reactions to it. So, let's go. Uh, same as always, you know. Like, subscribe, just do whatever the fuck you can to uh, promote our podcast. If you like it, if you don't like it, you know, whatever. I don't care either. Just uh, right. give us a view and, you know, a like or dislike. Everything helps. So appreciate that. Yeah, guys. What he said. Fucking, I hope y'all enjoy this show. Hope y'all tune into the next one. You know what I'm saying? We're always going to bring in a good vibe. Uh, if y'all ever have any questions or anything, just let us know, man. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. You know, we're always down to talk about some things on here. It ain't no it ain't no thing. Yeah. Um, but we appreciate y'all. We have so much love for all of you guys, especially for the people that be supporting. Um, no, you know, all we like to do is talk about this balance with each other, with the homeboys. So all love, all love to all of y'all. And, uh, you know, God bless all of you, man. Y'all, stay yeah. beautiful. Take care out there. Take care of your families. Much love. Much love. Love you. Love yourself. Love you. Love yourself. Yes, sir. Look out for your people. Love you. Love yourself. All right, brothers. Yeah, have a good night, brothers. Yeah. I got to get to bed. (laughs) Peace, God. Every day I spend my time drinking wine. Waiting here to find the sign that I can understand. Yes, I am. So every day I spend my time drinking wine, feeling fine. Waiting here to find the sign.